The Dad presents episode 11, Jay Maddie and his white privilege. <gasps> it all starts right now. But I'm looking at a two-year-old sucking on a titty, though. I'm trying to picture it. <laughs> Please yeah. don't. Hello and welcome to The Dad Presents, episode number 11, bringing you parenting advice at its finest. I'm joined with Jay Maddie. Hey, fellas. What's going on? Also, there's Dog. Hey, what's up? And we have a special, special guest, Nico, comedian. Very funny young man. Go ahead, Nico. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, BP, for having me, man. I love this place. Um, I had did everybody else try the, the lotion soap in the bathroom? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, nigga. my nigga cool. has soap lotion. My nigga, like I was like, oh, I'm gonna use three paper towels. <laughs> yeah. The soap lotion was magnificent. You understand me? Yeah. I parked down the hill. Soap so my, lotion. That's what you got in your thing, man. It smells good too. So, so it's like a, it's half man. lotion, half soap. I, you know, I, I, I'm just saying, man. I, like, I try to make everybody feel at home. Thank you, man. I was it, gonna, you know, my feet, this is a first class establishment. In the white fireplace, man. I was up there till you called me. I thought the podcast was upstairs. <laughs> Way more comfortable. Yeah, it, it got it is to, cozy up there. Yeah, it got it has a but, Christmas feeling. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Got about fifty Thank degrees in LA today, so you know it's cold. So we, we got the fireplace on. <laughs> yeah, it was a little cold. So Nico is joining us. He's going to weigh in on all the topics we usually weigh in on on this show. Um, really good good week following our really really big interview with Bob Schneider. I don't know, Bobby. Yeah. A lot of positive responses from Bob, and we thank him again. Bob for coming was great. On. I thought he was good, and thank you for your responses. Even the even the negatives against me and against Matt, you know, it's okay. We we, we got some listeners who uh, <laughs> who who have a bet they need settled. They they um, husband and wife betting on whether or not B is a white man or a black man. So I'm I, yeah. I would just like I to was, clear wow, that up right now. Really? Yeah, 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 I was like, wow. So I just I, I would like to clear that up right off the top. So you know, we're not Take causing any more confusion out here. there. Wait, let me unzip my pants real quick. Yep, still black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, he sounds like a like a cheesy white game show host when he introduces the the podcast. But B is in fact a tiny Chinese man. Yes, not so really. They both got it wrong. <laughs> but thanks for your interest in my genetics and everything else. We appreciate that on the show. Um, you know, we always start every show by checking in with everybody. Uh, Jay, Maddie, what's going on in your neck of the woods? It's all good. Um, I'm a little nervous right now. Why? Well, I mean, it's dark out. I don't know much about this neighborhood, and I'm surrounded by three large black men right now. <laughs> but you're close to the door, man. <laughs> Reconfirming Re once again, I'm black, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, please. Oh, the cat's not in here. Okay, yeah, he's black. Yes, 100%. So You're not it, surrounded, though. You're like, we're kind of surrounded by you, man. I don't know how threatened I feel. I don't know what kind of math you're doing. <laughs> I'm saying you you're, you're got the angle, my nigga. I got the, I got the angle. You, 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 you're closer to the door. I am. So we're kind of surrounded by you. No, historically we've been surrounded by you, and now we are we are rebelling. Okay, and so have to change seats. Yeah, I'm not giving up my seat. I got pole position. See? Privilege. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with you, B? 
Man, I turned 45. I turned oh. 45 this past week. Yeah. That's what I turned. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Much obliged. Yeah, but is it really happy at 40? I mean, you're closer to 50 now than you that's, are 40. That's correct. And that means you're even closer because you're older than me. But Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. see how I turned that. But no, I, it, I don't feel any different. The thing I... You look no, different. No, I don't. I'm still sexy. Thin and out. No, the thing is, I feel like I told somebody this week, I feel like, you know when Jordan retired... And he came, he was wearing number 23. Oh, now you're Jordan? Well, yeah. In this, in this story, I'm Jordan. <laughs> okay. So he retired. He was wearing 23. He comes back, he wears 45. And he's not the same Jordan. And that's sort of me. I'm not the same 23 Jordan, but I can still drop 55 on somebody, I think, at this point in my life. So I'm the 45 with still the 23 in my heart. That's what I'm going with. Sure. Yeah. It's good to tell yourself lies. <laughs> so makes that, life less painful. That's what forty-five is. You know, you still have unexplained injuries at forty-five where you don't know why things hurt, but that's I still feel mostly the same. If you live to be eighty-five, mm-hmm. you're already like fifty-eight percent dead. That's how old you are. Thanks for that cheerful, cheerful thought. As so how, dead are, how dead are we now? <laughs> <laughs> where are we at We're now? Up We're, there, like We're up there. I mean, eighty-four. Yeah. Oh, and another thing, um, it, you know, because we were a parenting show, I had to tell my daughter the past well, last week. She she had a friend of hers that hit her, and she Ooh. says, "Well, what what do I do?" And I had to tell her to hit her back. No, yes, that's what else would you tell them to do? Like, I mean, on the spot, yes. defend yourself, but you no. don't go back the next day no, and no, hit no, her no. back. Maybe you have to. No, no, no. I'm Everybody not thought about it. You know, everybody I'm, had to sleep. Yeah. Everybody had a nap. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, she needs to realize she forgot about that. Like little Susie's walking around or whoever it is. It might be Belinda or it might be, uh, it might be little Tanisha to hit her. Mm-hmm. Whoever hit her forgot about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. a child. Surprise the shit out of them. So ha- next day mm-hmm. at lunch, smack her fucking lunch out of her hand and hit the shit out of her. Yeah. Because now you're on a different level of knowing your violation. Yeah. So, no, I'm not saying go back to school immediately, find the girl, and hit her. I'm saying that if she's if she what does it again... What are doing this, Bernard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying is, is, is when she, if she does it again, go ahead and let her know. And the thing, my, my danger part about this is that she is... My daughter is considerably bigger than a lot of kids in her class. She's one of the tall kids. She has a little... She's not a fat kid, but she's got some bone... You know, she's got that slave gene. You know, she's thick. She's got a little thickness. So she could hurt, actually hurt this girl. Body, yeah. yeah, because she's a small girl. You know, oh, this well, other girl. You have to learn at every size in your life. Yes, you do. And so the thing is, I'm my only concern is that she'll hurt the girl, but I can't really care about that because I, I'm much more concerned that she'll be abused in life if she continues to let this girl hit her. So that's Absolutely. the other issue I'm dealing with. Bullied, the, the pattern. And you know what? You sound like that dad who... Uh, Set his daughter outside and made her walk to school in 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. And we were going to talk about that, too. That's that's definitely... That was fucked up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll talk about that uh, later. Unless you want to jump into it now. No, whatever. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. You can't send your daughter to school with instructions to go beat ass a day later. Well, sure. Just te- no, no, just we, we got our kids in jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? So they yeah. can learn to defend themselves. You want her to defend herself on the spot when that happens, but you can't go home, collect your thoughts, and now I'm going to go to school and... That's take action right. unless no, that, it happens well, again that's well that's what, what i'm saying why did they say the girl the girl hit her right. or, is, it was a girl that hit her it was a girl that hit her why, why, what happened we don't know oh, she okay. she's and how old is your daughter i'm sorry she is nine nine year old 
She's in the fourth grade. She's a big girl. She's getting to be, you know, a, a young lady. And so she is a young lady. But no, you want to to give them these advi- this advice because you don't want her to be abused later on in life. That's that's my two cents. And like I said, I'm not saying go back to school and immediately fuck her up on sight. I'm just saying when she does it or if she does it again, put hands on her. And I told her to Your try. Your daughter's that. a sweetie though. I can't. I can't see her that's, doing that. That's really the issue. I don't think she's gonna do it either. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be surprised. So, doggy, what's going on with you? Well, man, you know my stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, headed to college, mm-hmm. and my wife. My wife, you know, kind of wants to hold on to her. You know, she wants to keep her around the house and shit like that. I'm telling her, you know, she needs to get out into the world. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to one of these historically black universities so, you know, she can kind of like, you know, enjoy our people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, my wife is more into the diversity part of the, you know, shit. She's scared of black people. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, man, you know, I just wanted to get out the house and go. Your wife was white? No. No. I just want her to get out the house and <laughs> who's enjoy. Scared of, who's scared of black people? You know, my wife is just yeah. scared of white people. She's like the butler. She's and, not um, really scared of black people, but she pushes back. His wife, wife black? Yes. Yeah. She's like the butler in Django. Who this nigga on that name? Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, no, that's his She goes. She she won't wow. go to the liquor bank. She'll go way out to Manhattan Beach to a liquor store. Go to Pavilion. Yeah. She's, wow, my nigga. Yeah, that's how that works. Hey, but uh, you know, so I want her to you know just get out the house, man. You know, she needs to you know enjoy life and stop being up under her mother. You know, that's how I, you know. Yeah. No, that that would make you know sense. What I'm saying so. Shit, she needs to roll. Absolutely. And get out there. Yeah. And, and but that's it, man. And other than that, mm-hmm. I'm planning a trip to Vegas, of course. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, New Year's. I need to be on that. So I'm text. thinking about that every day, mm-hmm. you know, until I get there and watch the Imagine Dragons concert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and try to probably, you know, hey, just enjoy sapphire. myself out there. Yeah, and sh- slide the sapphire. Oh, <laughs> you sapphire, know? look out. Yeah, here I come. Oh, God. Shit. And. Nico. Nico is joining us. Comedian. Uh, it's performed all over the place, but most recently at Townhouse here in Los Angeles. What's going on with you, Nico? Hey, B. Hey, B. I appreciate you, man. Aram. Um, Aram. <laughs> but uh, in regards to fatherhood, I have two kids. Um, I have a daughter that just made 18, but she stays in Arizona. Good job. Red State. Good job. Or not um, so good job. My son, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the baby mom was born in in the Red State. Arizona. She gotcha. just happened to be visiting when she got this shalong. Okay. <laughs> 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 we didn't expect that to happen. We gave her that very, dick. That, oh. Major. And then so I have a son. He's twenty. His name is Nicholas. Right on. He's um, he'll be twenty actually on the December twentieth. He's in Texas, another Red State. Hmm. But the baby mama took him to Texas, oh. like without my. Uh, Basically, my permission type shit. Gotcha. Um, so when it comes to fatherhood, I have that going on, uh, the long distance. But I also have my niece, who's 12, who's right. a product of um, abuse. Mm-hmm. So basically, she's 12. She has to look at uh, permanent burns on her on her feet. Jesus. You know what I mean? Uh, she has a permanent um, stab up her uh, stomach. Yo, she got shot with AK. Damn. She had what? nine surgeries, skin grafts. Jesus. Uh, the 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 uh, the mother and the boyfriend got 20, 20 years to life oh, and boy. they still have action at parole so uh, I've been thrusting this to this position of fatherhood because my little brother is not doing what the fuck he's supposed to do mm-hmm. 
to um, be a man to take care of his daughter. So yeah. I, uh, my mom always told me before she passed, but all the time, like, if anything ever happens to me, take care of your little brother. Take care of your little brother. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, my whatever, whatever. So now it, it finally came to me, like, to fruition, like, basically his daughter has taken the place of my little brother. So it's like, if anything ever happens to me, mm-hmm. take care of your niece. Good for you for stepping up. Man. Good yeah. job. Audience listening, there you have it. We have uh, different perspectives on dads. You have dads who are, you know, have their own kids. You have a stepdad here. You have a dad who's raising his brother's kid. So this should be a good show. Yeah. Because I might have to get out real quick, but I just want to say this real quick, too, in regards to fatherhood. Go ahead. So for me, Mm -hmm. fatherhood was my mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mother was fatherhood. Sure. My mother was my fatherhood. My mother raised me. She raised Damon. She Mm -hmm. raised my sister. uh, And that came from a long line of women. So I had a trifecta of women, my grandmother, my mother, and my sister. And they're all gone now. Sure. But that was my um, experience of fatherhood. Sure. No guys around. And so for us, when we met you, like the the status you had or the the lifestyle you were in, Mm -hmm. like it was kind of fucked up. I mean, in our head, it's like, wow, we got the father in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want, I want to put that out there. Like, no, no, no. And so because so yeah. it, everything happens for you know. I don't really know your situation, mm-hmm. but I, I think you was single mother too, right? No, I had a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. see, yeah. so and we all didn't have that. Yeah, you know no, that's so it. that's a big part of who I am too. Also today, mm-hmm. but I wanted to just put that out there. No, that's that's important too because sometimes dads are moms, mm-hmm. and that's important too. So and you know what that brings up an interesting point because one of our people who chimed in last week asked us about having. A single mom on the show. That'd be awesome. And so that we're working on that, folks. We are working on that as we speak. So you're getting a bunch of perspectives today. Um, hope you enjoy the show. We're going to move right into our questions, which is my favorite part of the show. Fast right. to becoming. Still, Maddie, fire right. away. Yeah. So we got a bunch of questions in. I picked a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one comes in with a female, Alice. Yep. She says that uh, my boys, eight years old and eleven year old, they were best friends. And now they are constantly fighting, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm a single mom, and there's no man in the house. Mm-hmm. How do I handle this? Okay, let me take this one real quick. Jump in there. Okay, I guess, I guess Nico will take it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to take it. Take but it. I'm going to give you the, the perspective of uh, what I had to go through in regards to that. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend, she's my age, but she had two kids a little bit after I did. Mm-hmm. Right? Two yeah. kids. So... Um. At a point when I got there, they were probably they were a year apart, basically so close to where five days during the year they were the same age. Mm-hmm. That's how close they were in age. Yeah. So they fought every fucking day mm-hmm. to a certain age period, and then it passed. Now one's in college and one's not. One's going to college. But uh, long story short, um, as they got older, they it didn't happen as much. The the physical altercations, mm-hmm. the uh, I hate you. Now we're more dependent on each other. Trust me, it happens. It's just going to come with time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, that that's part of it. Uh, Jay Maddie, you going to jump on in there? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think with all these things, you just got to give your kids the tools to uh, work through those problems. It's natural for boys as they get older, they reach a certain age. I got two boys around those ages, six and nine, a little younger. It's natural for boys to start to test each other. And, you know, one try, to, one try to make himself the alpha and the other doesn't want to submit. So it's natural they start mm-hmm. to do that. What you got to do is give your kids the tools to figure out how to work out their problems without going to fists all the time. Yeah. So teach them. I, 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 when my boys get like that, I sit with them and then I 
make them talk to each other in like a chill tone and listen because kids don't listen to each other. They just, right. they just kind of yell at each other and mm-hmm. they escalates, escalates, and they're rolling around on the floor. So I sit with them and I make them talk and make the other one listen. Then I make that one repeat how that one was feeling and they go back and forth till they figure it out. Now, it, it doesn't fix it, mm-hmm. but I'm giving them the tools so that they can work through their problems down the road. Yeah. Shit, I would let them fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're gonna fight. Right, but look, no I would let them fight. I that. But I would let them fight. But I, I would gradually start taking shit away from them. Yeah, you know, so they'll see this shit is wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. but just go ahead and let them get down and just gradually take shit away from. Them. Like, no, you're not getting this shit back. You know, until you guys get your shit together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they continue to fight. Fuck it. Boys just are like gonna Nico fight. Said, I think they're gonna just. It's gonna pass by. And it's just going to blow But not always. Away. Not always. You know I mean, boys are going to fight. You're not going to yeah. stop them completely from fighting. Well, yeah. But you start some, taking all this some, new generation boys, away, though. You know. Some boys never learn any other ways to, to deal with their problems than fighting. So you got you to teach that to some boys. You got to teach yeah. them mm-hmm. how to listen, how to communicate. It doesn't come naturally to young boys. They're mm-hmm. still going to fight a little bit. There's no preventing it. Sure. Know, how old are these kids? One more time, these two boys. Eight and 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, I, what this speaks to, and I don't have a boy. But what it speaks to me is they have a lot of energy. And what I would probably do is if there is this energy where they can't keep hands off each other, get them in Taekwondo, get them in boxing, get them in something where they exert that energy. And also during the day. That's good, too. Yeah. yeah. Boys have a lot of excess energy. Yeah. yeah. Give them chores. The minute they, you see them fighting, make them go wash the dishes. The minute you see them to do something else, make them make their bed. Do something with that energy to where maybe by the time you're done with them, they're tired so much so that they won't fight, and they kind of, it's kind of been used as a, as a deterrent to keep them from fighting or whatever. But I think harnessing that energy is a good move. Um, I think we got into it in another show where we we're talking about you know whether they need a male influence or whatever. There's some women strong enough to be a male influence if if you want to call it that. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but it still takes a village. Yeah, it takes a village. If if mom, if you feel like you can't do it on your own, maybe look for a role model. Doesn't have to be a male necessarily, but a strong figure that they will respect and maybe listen to. Can I just chime in? Right and that's it. Bit? And go ahead, Real Nico. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, and you know what? Totally before, and even when Dog said, "Just make them fight," and then I sit up and I listen objectively to your perspective, mm-hmm. and your your level and your your respect and your it makes sense mm-hmm. for. You're talking about for, Jay Maddie. I'm talking about you towards mm-hmm. your towards his kids. It mm-hmm. makes sense for your for your demographic, for your <laughs> straight up. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you the real. Straight up. Fat dog's uh demographic makes sense from his demographic. Mm-hmm. Let them get down real quick and do this. And you know what? You had a total good point. Because regardless, you got two boys. Mm-hmm. One's gonna in, grow up regardless, feeling envious or less than the other. Bottom line. I'm yeah. telling you straight up. You have two you have yeah. six and nine. My daughter, my gr- my girlfriend had a um, has an eighteen and a seventeen year old right now. Okay, last year he went to a, a scholar. He went to Laces. He went to a scholarship program. Uh, twenty five hundred kids off top. Got down to the top twenty. He was in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. They wow. only choose ten. It's called Posse. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Got a full academic scholarship mm-hmm. to Tulane. To, to I'm sorry to Tulane in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's there now. Yeah. Right. There's this big party for him. Mm-hmm. Everybody's around, like, oh, we're so proud of you, this, that, and other. But we're, I'm sitting in my, my back of my mind, like, damn, what's, how's Jamal going to top this? Yeah, how's the, how's the little brother going to yeah. top this? Right? Yeah. Probably not. But brothers are understand, But let me let me finish my story. There you go. With the microphone. <laughs> Having microphone difficulty. Okay, is it, okay. There you go. So, long story short, 
little brother applies through the same program, the um, educational, whatever people um, assessed him and said, we think you need to apply for this scholarship. Long story short, he got a full academic scholarship, the the little brother, <laughs> to mm-hmm. University of Wisconsin starting uh, in the fall. Good job. So yeah. she's the she's the only mother to have two sons. Well, not the only mother to have two sons, but she's had two sons. But she was basically, for the most part, without me, a single mother. Mm-hmm. So that's it happened, cool. happened both ways. Yeah. yeah. So no, well, uh, you know, brothers competing. Oh, University of Wisconsin. Bad. Brothers competing mm-hmm. with each other is healthy. It's, I mean, life is competition, right? Sure. So the two no, my, my point was that one's going to always feel inferior to the other, regardless of how you treat them. That, that's natural. Yeah, absolutely. But going back to what you said about the demographics, my demographics versus his. I mean, do you really think that matters? Like, can, no, I don't. Are, I, th- I are, think it can work on either side. Yeah, I mean, but it depends kids on, are kids. It depends they're, on your environment. You and it depends your environment on is different. Your, your approach and sure. your constant approach. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It can work. That's why I even had an open ear to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is are you having? We're having mic difficulties. Let me help you out there. <laughs> but, but um, saying saying something about being a single mother. Um, and I, I tell my wife this when I'm not home because I'm the I'm the main disciplinarian in the house and she's the nurturer and the you know she's the one who makes sure they don't they don't die you know she keeps them fed gets them bathed <laughs> yeah but you know I, I lay down <laughs> I, I lay down the law but when I'm not around if I'm gone for a weekend or whatever I tell her you know you gotta it, I don't want this to sound sexist but maybe it sounds a little sexist you gotta puff out your chest a little bit with boys you gotta show them that that you're the boss. Maybe talking a little deeper, commanding voice. And when you threaten your kids, and I'm talking to Alice, when you threaten your kids with punishment, mm-hmm. don't say the next time you do this. Right now. You, yeah, you punish them mm-hmm. and you let them know. Because what my wife will sometimes do is she'll say, if you do that again, you're going to get this. And then they do it again. If you do it again, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. You got to you gotta, you gotta tell them they're going to get punished and then punish them. Sure. Okay, so, so that you're chip in matter. right now again, real quick, because. Okay. I feel the contradictory of Donald Trumpism. Oh, just because in your situation, just do it right now. Mm-hmm. And with his daughter, it was like, don't do it right now. No, don't don't go hit the girl yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah like, but, but, but punish your kids right now, right? Just yeah, tell them if you do it again. If well, I see you again next time, it's going to be cool. It's still the same premise, right? No, uh, completely different things. Mm-hmm. No, it's st- it's still the same approach of what you're what you're getting at. No, I'm telling. I'm the parent needs to punish their okay, kid but it's still in to an approach. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Why? Why can't it work in his case? If he has to tell his daughter to go do that right because now. Because when his daughter goes to the school the next day, it's it's pre-medi- already passed. premeditated, yeah, passed. ass kicking. Mm-hmm. When when the girl got okay. up in her face, she should defend herself. But you can't send your kid to school the next day and say, "Go okay, beat I that kid's like ass." You, you were on the other side both ways. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> different perspectives here on the dad presents. Let, next question. All right, number two. Okay. This comes from David. Okay. He says, my son is over two years old, and my wife still breastfeeds him. I'm not really comfortable with it, especially when she does it in public. How should I address this with her? Wow. Let's go to our our general titty expert. That would be dog. (laughs) You know Uh, what? I can't really comment on that because I haven't had a child, like, of my own. mm -hmm. You know, so I wouldn't know, like, when do, you know, women stop breastfeeding when is the, you know, appropriate age for that? Yeah. yeah. So I really can't, like, comment on that. But I'm looking at a two-year-old sucking on a titty, though. I'm trying to picture it. <laughs> Please and, don't. You know, so. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Who's holding like, the titty? Like, yeah. mother holding the titty you know holder, man, so. yeah. Who's holding the titty so with, I can't with really, two hands? I can't really, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know how to feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I I would need to know why 
it would be this extended period. I think if I remember correctly, and it's been a while, folks, and I I didn't breastfeed, but my wife did. Um, <laughs> she she breastfed. I think somewhere between six months and twelve, somewhere between six months and about a year, a year yeah, or, something or, like that. Your wife is eighteen months is starting yeah. to get because, long. Yeah, man. it starts to get. My son's mother mm-hmm. was like a hot twenty seven. 42 hours and she was like get this nigga some infamil <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. the nigga never had a city again yeah, yeah. And, and that's she what you hear it's but like, then on the flip side I have yeah. my cousin she's more holistic <clears throat> and uh, Lamert Parkish baby Malcolm X's she she like breastfed her daughter for like 23 months we used to tease her about yeah. that like she would carry her like you know she can't stand up and suck your own, your titty out like, yeah. you, got, you got a crater like, so I don't know Everybody, mothers, that's their choice. So mm-hmm. that's, I'm not going to Yeah, that's that. what I think about it. I, I think in this, this, you know, we love to give advice here. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to act like we know what's best. I think, uh, David, you just need to leave this one to your wife. Like, that's, yeah. her, that's her business. Like, that's a special thing between a mother and a child. And, mm-hmm. and you're David, just going to lose that battle if you try to. How tall mm-hmm. is a two-year-old, like right here? No, nah, it's probably about three, four right now. Okay. <laughs> Stand up like, in a shallow <laughs> pool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> David, just make sure you suck the non-lactating titty, David. Yeah, but they both. Probably I don't think it works like that. I think they both. Yeah, yeah they, they, both, they, okay, they both. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, hopefully, just have her pinch one, and then the other yeah, one. Yeah, it's not like one through. has diet coke in it, and the other one but has. But I've had milk too. Yeah. Uh, how long does the milk? That's a whole. That's a whole. I mean, dog would know. That's but a whole porn milk, fetish. It is. How long does yeah. the milk stay in the titty? As long as you keep sucking. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you heard about. I remember the stripper used to, you know, go around the strip club spraying Yeah. Breast milk. That, no. That's lovely, but back that's, that's back in like yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> not too long ago, hundred years ago, even there were milk maidens. You know, women yeah. who did that for the profession, they would feed rich housewives titty kids. Milk. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, as by long as you court, keep, nigga, by as long as you have a baby latching on, you're going to keep producing. Man. Yeah. yeah. No, and yeah. I would need to know. I mean, and the general the answer would probably be she does it because she thinks it's healthier, and as long as that's the reason. Then it's yeah. tough to stop her. Yeah. That's that's their thing. And really, yeah, yeah. Now if you know if it's four, he's getting ready to go to nursery school. Then you probably got to step in. She got to have some two. tough nipples, right? Because yeah, they're so. in there. Yeah, oh, they man, be, my yeah. wife's got like well, like, like baseball gloves by the end wow. of just yeah. nine months. They, they yeah. lose yeah. they lose sensitivity yeah. in them. Baseball yeah. gloves. That's yeah, like man. hard leather. Yeah, shoestrings like a catcher's mitt. Maybe like moccasin shoestrings. And they used to be all pretty. They were all pretty and pink when she started out. By the end of it, just like black. Do you have any pictures before and after you want to share? No, I do. Talking about B cups and shit. <laughs> oh god so hey, but no, anyway we, the last question I gotta go man alright cause of my, my niece soccer game oh that's what fatherhood is about being an uncle I'm an uncle soccer daddy you know what I'm saying there it is well no we. I will get I will let Nico out you guys can uh, hold up let get, me finish oh I'm sorry do we have one more question oh you can take I'm sorry you're saying about the amenities of this situation okay this is beautiful mm-hmm. you know I heard the alarm go off sure now wait before you open the door so you wanna do one more question yeah, let's do one more. Okay, one more question. I didn't, I didn't bring any there more questions. There was no more questions? Okay, okay, there no were, I didn't bring it. I didn't come prepared. Let's make one up. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> shit, aren't we here for a reason? This is about fatherhood. Oh, it is. Shit. It is. You know what? You want to do our first current event? And actually, the first current event fits for you, Nico, because you, yeah. you are a man of comedy. You are a comedian. And this Kevin, get into Kevin Hart? Yeah, let's get into Kevin Hart right, right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is perfect, right? Let's do that. Okay. So. Kevin Hart, as people probably know, but I'll try to give you a Cliff Notes version of it. Kevin Hart was scheduled to host the Oscars. People dug way back in his Twitter history, found out he had said something that was not kind or was not perceived to be kind about homosexuals. 
Uh, the Academy asked him to apologize. Instead, Kevin Hart said, I will not host. And he did sort of issue an apology saying, you know, that he's yeah, he evolved. He he wouldn't and, apologize, and then he apologized. Yeah. That seemed like a bad strategy. Well, <laughs> whatever. So since then, you had uh, uh, Nick Cannon, who came to the rescue. Oh, that was great. That's, you see, that's when black people stick up for each other. And I was happy to see Michael Shea on Saturday Night Live do the same thing. Wow. And Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon to the yeah. rescue. Came to the rescue and pointed out that Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman had made you know, also derogatory or could be perceived and as those derogatory. Those two remarks. are like the the captains of the politically correct. Sure, team, which is sure. awesome. But wait, let me tell you what the, the, the next happened. As often happens in racial society. Yes, baby. I might have just got it on that. Go <laughs> All ahead. right, we watch Monday Night Football too, folks. So anyway, uh, Schumer and uh, what is it, Silverman? had a guy from, I guess, the LGBTQ community step up and re- and basically co-sign for them and say, no, we've never been offended by any of their jokes. We view them as friends of the community, and it's not like what Kevin Hart said. But it's right. it's difficult okay. for me wow. to see the difference. Yeah. I mean, but uh, I'll let Nico jump in because that's his, his wow, community. Wow, first of all, wow, fucking wow. Okay, let's hear About it. the young hoe um, motherfucking... Young- um, Sarah Silverman. I don't even know about Amy Schumer. Okay. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I got a gang of black homegirls that's funny as fuck. Um, long story short, Sarah Silverman, she shot a racist joke way back in the day, and they, I don't know if anybody picked up on it. I want to be the first comic ever to shit on Martin Luther King. <laughs> People only talk about the good things. They don't mention he was a litter bug. <laughs> He would lock, he'd roll up all the windows and lock them and fart in the car with the heat up. <laughs> While his family suffered, and he would laugh. But basically, it was a joke about, and that's why I was turned off with her because she's really not talented. She fucked Jimmy Kimmel. She got on. You don't think she's talented? No, she's come not. on, no, man. She's she's not she's got writers. She's got writers. Okay. okay. Anyway, she's got writers. Her first special, God is Magic. Is okay, incredible. God is Magic. Might, that might be the special where she said what she said. Mm-hmm. Basically, she had a um, she had an issue about Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech, mm-hmm. and I can't remember exactly what she said. But to me. As a black comedian, it was racist. Basically, she was like, does that settle your dream, motherfucker? Type shit. Mm-hmm. Just go back and Google it. I don't have time for that. I'm working on an open letter, and it goes like this. Guess what, Martin Luther King? I had a fucking dream, too. <laughs> I had a dream that I was in my living room. It wasn't my living room, but it was like playing my living room in the dream. And I walk through to the backyard, and there's a pool. And as I'm diving in, there's a shark coming up from the water with braces. So maybe you're not so fucking special. <laughs> Martin Luther King. Yeah. But um, Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, you know, they... Hey, they're making their money. Can I go on tour with you? And Dane Cook. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but after that, uh, but what I would like to say about Kevin Hart <laughs> yeah. is that, you know, I personally, I think Kevin Hart is a better actor than a comedian. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a really funny comedian, but he's he's in a prime. He's in a spot. He's he's getting his smash on. Sure. He's on fire right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's been a lot of gay innuendo and shit to where I was trying to find the shit. Mm-hmm. But nobody remembers like when Kevin Hart did Saturday Night Live or one of the shows that, that he had a dress on. Mm-hmm. And but they didn't even say the nigga mustache. They're like, fuck it, we nigga gonna look like a pit bull with a with a dress on, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Long mm-hmm. story short, mm-hmm. I applaud what he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but there's like a contradictory situation to that because you've acted like a gay motherfucker, but you've renounced them. And then now, because the white folks say, hey, we, we need you to recount that again. Mm-hmm. This is It's like this for me. I have three $20 scratchers in my pocket. Okay. Trying to make it. Okay. And I'm a real comedian. Okay. I'm a gangster. But now I'm not really a gangster no more. But I'm saying, I'm, I just came from real cloth to where I don't kiss nobody's ass. Mm-hmm. A lot of this... Camarader, a lot of com- comedians that are really blown up right now, with the exception of Dave Chappelle to me, have sold their ass or their mouth for their position. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but long story short, real quick, for Kevin Hart, hey, I respect that. You're not going to apologize again, nigga, because you got your money already. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to apologize again. Um, the Oscars, the ironic, the, the ironic part about the Oscars is like, so you get black people, you reward, or you award, you reward the award mm-hmm. to the black person that is a dysfunctional black person, a crooked cop, an uneducated black female, an abusive black female, a maid. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it for Malcolm X, for uh, Denzel for Malcolm X, or even uh, Halle for fucking um, Dorothy Dandridge. Sure. You give them to him for a dysfunctional motherfucker that says, you are still always going to be subservient to me. Mm-hmm. So for that, it's like it's an even no exchange. How many niggas they even asked to host the Oscars? Uh, yo, yeah, so that's true. You're gonna reward the niggas with some bullshit award. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For now, we need to make everybody think that these niggas is niggas and they just ignorant niggas and they either abusive, quicker cops. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, the dumb hoe that fuck Billy Bob Thornton. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So maids. you feel me? The maids, yeah. and maids. And mm-hmm. the last bitch I tell you, she got one for a maid. So it's like, why haven't we got one for Malcolm X? Yeah. Or Dorothy Dandridge, or anybody what? we put politically in the realm to get that. What are you talking mm. about right now? <laughs> well, obviously you don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, your, your privilege is not it. allowing you to know. Yeah. I guess okay, not. Okay, so basically, Just, I I equated you, you Kevin Hart's protest. Okay, it sounds oh like one God. of his speeches. I, you know, it's just going on all over the place. But if you were listening, I, basically, I equated Kevin Hart's denial or. Not apologizing again to the white folks is because of the white folks' oppression of the Oscars when they reward black folks with awards. Mm-hmm. You got it now? Well, I'm out of here. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Nico, for coming. All right, Nick. Um, we'll be back with more on the Dad Presents after these words. Yo, B. What's happening? You, you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, no comment on that. Well, you, you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me what, what you're <laughs> It's me undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word friend. Buy 20 for 20% off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to MeUndies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about it. My nuts are so tight. I, I, you took it too far. 
And we're back on a very confrontational Dad Presents episode 11, part two now. I'm joined here with Doggy, J. Maddie. I'm B. The topic now, Kevin Hart and the Oscars. Doggy, you're up. Well, I think Kevin Hart doesn't have to apologize if he already apologized before. You know, shit, he has his money. He's not going to, you know, but doing hosting the Oscars is like a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I hate that he lost his spot in it, you know, but, uh, you know, hey, if you don't want to apologize, man, you're a grown man. If you don't want for the second time, you don't have to apologize, in, in my opinion. So um, I, I wouldn't no, I'm do it. Gl- I'm glad he didn't apologize. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it's just the Oscars has been deemed like a racist platform. Yeah. You know, so, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinions on it. Yeah, but, you know. I, I'm I'm glad he didn't apologize. Yeah. because. And I want to know some of the tweets. What, what did he say? I, I read them. I mean, I, I read the tweets, and I guess you could choose to be offended by them you know mm-hmm. but look at here's the thing he's a comedian these tweets are from 2008 10 years oh, ago man. somebody purposely dug into his tweets to try to find something to get mad at him about yeah right and 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 we're still in this current climate where you, you know, as a comedian you got to have a little license right sure. you got to you got to be able to make fun of people. That's what being a, a comic is. You make jokes, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm glad he didn't apologize. You know, he, he made some jokes. They were tasteless. Uh, if you want to be offended by them, be offended by them. But he, does Kevin Hart hate gay people? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then the irony with Sarah Silverman and uh, Amy Schumer. I love that. I love that because those two are the type of comics who would come after his ass you know they they sure. go chase down people on twitter all the time and now they had it pointed out that they do the same kind of shit and then of course they run and and run to the lgbt for defense sure and, and it's, it's pathetic really no there's a number of different things wrong with this first of all i heard you mention what did kevin hart tweet well all he said was if i ever saw my son come home and play with the dollhouse or something like that i would break it over his head and i would tell him that's gay Okay. okay. And that was, like you said, yeah. years ago, right? right. A decade. So, yeah. I mean, if we're all accountable for things we said a decade ago, sure, we're all screwed. I mean, times change, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. 10 years ago, that wasn't as offensive as it is today because it's a different political climate. It's a different social climate. And it's a joke. Yeah. No, it's, uh, there's so many things with this. Is that, okay, so first of all, you don't know, and no one can say for sure, that he didn't have his comedian hat on when he said this, if he's trying out new material on Twitter or whatever. Um, it's an opinion of his. It may not be a popular opinion now, but it was an opinion of his, and opinions should be respected. And if you don't agree with it, then don't follow him on Twitter. Secondly, when he did issue his apology, he said, hey, I, these people don't understand that I've evolved. The same apology that I think either Sarah Silverman or Amy Schumer or both of them gave was, that was the the comments we made. We've evolved from that. We did we we didn't know then, but we know now. Which is the same shit. It's the same thing. So and then to have go and find a guy from the gay community to come forward. That's, that's pathetic. And basically absolve them. Yeah. And absolve basically he went through. He absolved Stephen Colbert. He absolved Joan Rivers, Jimmy Kimmel, along with Schumer and Silverman. To based have on what? based on they're friends of our community. Right. We've paid to watch them perform, and when they use the word. 
it's not it's not malicious. However, when Kevin Hart did it, it was. And and that that be, sounds to yeah. me similar to when black people say it, it's okay for us to say that word, mm-hmm. but it's not okay for other people to say it. There's some similarities there. The, the the thing I think that makes that different is that there's a cultural issue with that word, and that becomes an issue that is. And since there was an offensive, you know, sort of uh, moniker to that word. That's where that is different. And there's obviously an offensive monitor. To- and also Sarah Silverman, they're not gay. So that, you know. yeah, that also yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. is an issue as well. So that would, that would Here, here's it- what's happening there. Mm-hmm. They have a, especially Sarah Silverman and Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. they have a giant audience that they've built on the backs of these social movements. Mm-hmm. So they're protecting that. Sure. That's what they're doing. Yeah. You, you can never tell with these kind of people how sincere they are in the movement and with the things they go on and profess because yeah. it has severely improved their careers. Mm-hmm. So it all seems very calculated. And the fact that they went out and got somebody to defend their comments, well, I'm sure they were ready to jump all over Kevin Hart before all that. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. And and we don't obviously know. You can't draw a dotted line between them and the guy who made the comments, but it just seems sort of co- coincidental that he came unsolicited and defended them for making actually worse comments because they actually used the word, the F word, and I'll go ahead and won't say it today, but the F word against them. Kevin Hart never said that. He just said, if I saw my son do this, this is what I would do. Is fag the F word now? That's, I guess I'm so not going to say it. What happens to fuck? I'm, yeah, well, I, I know. What is it the F U word? I don't know. Is hey, um, did anybody have any idea what Nico was talking about? We, Am I the only one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I kind of, he was trying to use really, this is mm-hmm. my opinion, like uh-huh. the Oscars as a platform. Yeah. So, you know, he was talking about, he went from the Oscars, then he was saying basically how racist the Oscars are. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, the white man dug up all this shit. Yeah, and you know the, what I'm saying, and then they weren't passing out yeah, I, Oscars to prominent black roles like like Denzel, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. Dorothy Dandridge. It was just kind of a know. rant, really. Nothing. It was a rant. It was a rant. Yeah, it was like it, it got it, it got a little you know. Yeah, it got out this of this podcast. Like, he was can't pissed. Have a guest just hijack. He the was thing. he was yeah, pissed. Well, he was yeah, but so yeah, so that's that's where we are on that. It. um you know, it's like I said, it seems like a lot of them said the exact same thing and one person is being made to suffer more than the others, which, you know, is what's drawn all the backlash. But props, props to Nick Cannon for for putting that out there. That is worth something. Um, next up. Uh, and this goes to more of this sort of online. Well, no, you know what? We're not going to go there. I was just going to mention the Travis Scott, who's dating, of course, Kendall Jenner. There's a big thing online about him cheating, and it turned out that it was a hoax. And the guy yeah, went on Twitter and showed people how he made the hoax. He went through the whole thing, how he faked the picture, whatever. So basically, in that same sort of rush to judgment society we live in, I was just going to mention that. Anybody well, have, you know, hmm? yeah, um, I didn't know about that. But what's interesting is that's kind of becoming, that's going to be the new normal. Have you seen what um, some people can do with these uh, voice softwares mm-hmm. with like videos of obama they take pieces of his speech mm-hmm. and cut it together in a way that sounds very coherent and natural and have him saying something he never said yeah and you can do that with anybody now if mm-hmm. you have enough audio on somebody you can just make put together something and make them sound like they said something they didn't say sure and sure. with the way technology is advancing and how much we all put out there online and video and it that it's gonna get very hard to tell 
more and more what's real and what's fake, you know, mm-hmm. fake news. Yeah. And it's tougher and tougher to see what a credible news source is, you know, because I don't know if 100% we have a credible I don't news think source we do, now. Honestly. <laughs> Based on how they report now, 100% is tough. Like, it, it gets very tough to Every, figure out. Everybody has an agenda. Yeah. And it, it, it's become more and more transparent. Um, the word Latinx. Have you guys heard about this? Latinx? Nope. Okay. So... Latinos that, that I guess Hispanic ecstasy. Well, that'd be I think a better word for that actually, if it was Latino ecstasy. But this is sort of confusing, so I'm going to try to get through this. You guys, bear with me. So, Latinx is being used as this term to describe Latinos in the LGBTQ community who don't feel comfortable with the gender-based terms like Latinos or Latinas if they don't really feel like they're he, she's, or they have a different pronoun or whatever it is nowadays, right. they are now perform, uh, being preferred to be referred to as Latinx. Hey, man, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just more of the same. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Whatever floats their boat. Yeah. yeah. But who's going to remember that shit? Like, who? Not me. Yeah. I it, mean, I guess if, if I knew somebody like that and it was really important to them, I'd make an effort to remember it. Yeah. But, you know. Almost sounds like porn. Have you guys heard? Of, have you guys heard of um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan, uh, the professor. Jordan. Um, can't think of his name right now. But there's this professor in Canada, Jordan something or other, mm-hmm. and uh, he took a stand because in Canada they were thinking about passing a law about these 57 gender pronouns. Mm-hmm. There's, I guess, 57 <clears throat> gender pronouns released by News L- to me. LGBTQ. Yeah. Gotcha. And in Canada, if somebody wants to be called a certain gender, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it would be the law where you have to address them as such, and to not do so would be considered a hate crime. Mm. And this professor took... Uh, Jordan Peterson. There you go. He took a stand against this, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's become a big celebrity since taking that stand. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is just... His stand was, you know, at some point you got to draw the line because this is this is not safe for society, and you can't expect people to continue to to memorize all these pronouns. And well, you're going to make it a, a hate crime, like people are going to lose their jobs and go to jail. Like, you, yeah, you got to draw I a line. Think somewhere. that's a little. And bit I think much. there's more support on his side of the fence on that. Like the people making the noise about these gender pronouns and whatnot, they're the they're the the extreme. They make the most noise, as with all social and uh, political issues, the extremes seem to make the most noise. Mm-hmm. But I think most people are a little more in the middle. I would that. hope. I think, like I said, I don't know who's going to remember all that as you're trying to describe somebody. And then not only that, think of this. A lot of people in that community, LGBTQ, are the folks that say, some of them say, hey, I don't think it's anybody's business who I am. So do I then refer to them as Latinx if they don't want to be outed as Latinx? Like, where do, where do you go with that? It just seems very confusing to me. If there's anyone with any more information on it, I'd love to hear it. Please let us know. But it just seems like if you see a Latin or a Latino person you could it, who you believe is a man, I think you should be able to say that's a Latino over there. And if you're told differently, then you can adjust. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, you're... You know, you're taking it too far. It, it sounds like it's just something. If 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 for so, somebody would designate themselves, self, I'm a Latinx. Next. You're not going to walk out in the community and be afraid to call people Latino La- and Latina. Uh, well, you That's never know, man. You never know. Um, okay, this is a, one of those things. Coincidence or non coincidence? Dwight Howard has butt surgery shortly after his transgender, or sorry, after a transgender gay man named Mason accused him of being her boyfriend. And threatening her to if she went public, I, if he or she went public with the story. Um, 
So, dog, what do you think about the whole Dwight Howard thing? Um, he is from Atlanta. Oh, born and raised. <laughs> so it's no telling, man. You know, it's like you know to get. He's not really coming out too much denying it. Like he denied it like one time, and yeah. he's trying to let that shit blow by. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously. I think it happened with the you know phone call and all that, and I yeah. think he was messing. This is my personal opinion, messing with the uh, person, the mm-hmm. man, yeah, or whatever. So I mean, if that's his thing, if that that's your thing, Dwight, that's your thing, man. I mean, hey, just mm-hmm. come on out, yeah, come on out the closet and you're bisexual. Obviously, he has kids, plenty of kids, sure. So if you're bisexual, you just bisexual. He is from Atlanta, so you know how it's out there in that water out there, man. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of black, a lot gay, of black men gay men in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. What's any of this have to do with butt surgery? Well, what, what, well, it's just like a gay. I'm sorry about that, but it's just like uh, don't you touchy, go getting all politically <laughs> correct, <laughs> touchy <laughs> subject. Like when you're you talking about somebody's dog back on the sauce. When you got somebody's enough. butt, you know, and it yeah. just, just seems like I'm just went. You know. Yeah, do you so think, it's like cosmetic? Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, he he's that's an injury. Why are we that, talking about this? He's <laughs> not up far. It, it's an injury that has kept him out, and you know. Oh, it, so okay. you know, if he in the 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 young man or young woman, and I and I so he might have been getting hit. This yeah. podcast went sideways from the start. It, it really yeah. did. Pull us into something. <laughs> Come Stop. on, out of here. Get us on track. <laughs> All right. So anyway, my last thing on Dwight Howard. I, you know, it's his business. I, my only thing is just be safe if he's doing both people. You want to let the women in your life know you're doing it with guys too yeah. and being safe. That's the only answer. Now we're giving advice to Dwight Howard? Yeah. Okay. Sure, he needs it. Just come on he's, out, Dwight. He's a parent, right? A lot of times. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So, oh, ask a cracker day. This ask is, a cracker. Ask a cracker. Okay. All right. This will be so, fun. And this, this is will lighten it up. Yeah, this will lighten up a bit. <laughs> we should ask this when Nico is here. I feel like he doesn't like crackers too much. <laughs> Maybe. That sort yeah. of came out. That, that turned real quick. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did look pretty angry. Boy. That escalated quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he left in a, in a hustle, too. Yeah, he did. He didn't even take his beer. Oh, is that his beer? Well, anyway. Um, okay, so this comes out of a story um, out of uh, Illinois. Uh, ten high school players in Illinois were suspended for running naked with Oreos stuffed in their asses. Uh, it's supposed to be some sort Naturally. of tradition. And yeah. without even looking or knowing, because these kids are minors, whatever, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume they're white. That's Most just likely. More than likely. Yeah. Jay Maddie, why do white people do stuff like that? Well, I I love streaking. <laughs> I did it at my school. I made the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. But why? Well, mostly it comes down to uh-huh. big dick energy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, we we got big dicks. <laughs> There's this misnomer in society that black guys are it's really healthy the white guys down there. It's the white guys that so, are pulling the weight. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we like to throw it around a little bit. Sure. You know, I, I I made the Pittsburgh Post Gazette in college for wearing a hockey mask and streaking the sorority towers. Nice. Oh, that was cool. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I've 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 been known to streak my family. Yeah, you're right. It's a white person thing, kind of sure. like serial killers. I don't know why. Would why you streak now? Right, for you, you want me to no, streak I mean, in this room right now? Small would you do it? <laughs> Absolutely, you know, at your age. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. I still got it together. Okay, yeah. I get the streaking. What about the Orioles in the butthole? Well, I, I mean, maybe they had had no place else to put the Oreos. Wanted to save them for later. I don't know. That's an interesting one. That's tradition. I guess Illinois? it was something they they call it the Oreo Run, and oh, they, it's called the Oreo Run. Yeah, and that's what they do. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> I, I got no answer for you. I don't think that's a white person thing. It's got to be. No. I, that's the first I've heard of putting Oreos in your butt. I mean, you guys are the ones always talking about butt sex and whatnot, so maybe you, you <laughs> Not better really. qualified to Well, we were talking about Dwight Howard, so I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know. And as we mentioned earlier, though, in Ohio, the dad who punished his daughter for getting... Before, before we go yeah. to that, yeah. you know, we did uh, Ask a Cracker. How about... Ask okay. a, ask oh, a, please, please, please. Explain please. a black thing to a cracker. Okay, go ahead. All right. Mm-hmm. Sagging. Okay. What the fuck? You just, your pants feel comfortable. They're more comfortable on your hips than on your waist. Okay, on your hips. But I'm talking about... Going below your hips yeah. to where your ass is out is just ridiculous. I saw that today at Coffee Bean. Sure. Yeah. And it, it, you're going next level there. That's when you're going you start to seeing, When you start seeing a... Kids' yeah. draws and shit. Yeah. yeah, that's too much. And like the like the ass part of their the whole, draws, the whole butt. Yeah, this that's dude, not good. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Dude, and this dude had briefs, and you could see the top part of his I mean, leg. Oh no, oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's too, bad. That's terrible. Yeah, but what? You explain it. Why? Well, I could say a comfort level up to a point, like the mid part of your hips. But then when you get, like you said, down to his brief to where you see his legs, that's entirely too far. Pete, that's the thing. I've seen dudes play basketball like that. Sure. Well, the thing is, is that it's just like any fashion. There's people who wear the fashion and represent the fashion well. And then there's other people that will take it way too fucking far. And they that's what that is. Is that, yeah, even now, I don't wear my pants hiked up around my waist. I will let them go down because it's more room. Because, you know, contrary to what you yeah, said that's, earlier. That's not sagging. That's just you don't have a belt and that's where they settle on well, the Well, no, sometimes I'll put a belt on. And whatever, but you get more room that way, it just seems. It seems like you have more room in your waist area, whatever you need that for. But, yeah, it's just a case of people taking fashion too far. That's but it's what only I mean. black people who do that. Yeah. Sometimes some Mexicans do it. Some whites do it. I've yeah, some whites. So yeah, wiggers. Yeah. Wiggers. Yeah. yeah, some yeah. white folks do it. Wiggers. I haven't seen it. But the thing is, I'd still prefer doing that than sticking the Oreo up my butt. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, but kids nowadays sag I was trying too to, hard. I was trying to put one together. But yeah, yeah, they, they sag too hard nowadays, man. Yeah. You yeah. Know, back in the day, it was just like a little bit, you know, hey. You it know, just seems. It's a little cooler, you know. It seems like the people doing it are trying to be hard, yeah. but it seems really gay. So it seems like you're you're confused, man. Are you you're trying to be a, a tough gangster or you, you want a booty call? That could be what are you said. doing? That could be said. No, um, yeah, like I said, people going too far with that. Um, we go to Ohio. Uh, the dad we mentioned earlier punishing his daughter for getting kicked off the school bus by good some because, parenting yeah. stuff. She, right, she, that's what we're about here. <laughs> Not tirades on the Oscars. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you think the Oscars are racist? I remember when that came out five six years ago. I just thought it was so silly. Well, does it have to be racist just because black people didn't win? That well. They're, since then, since then, it's been like all black. Yeah, it's like they're overcompensating. But, well, right? this is, again, you're going they're back trying too hard. There's a yeah. history thing there where just for years and years, no, I mean, like no black one. Sydney Portier, you know, lead, for lead actor it was like Sydney Portier and the lady who played a slave, or the lady oh, yeah. who played Mammy, or Didn't whatever. Halle Berry win some. Well, that, or? but I'm saying up yeah. until that point, there Barry was Denzel won the same time. Yeah, that was there was no lead actor that I that I remember. I think. I want to say Cindy Sydney Portier went for a supporting role. I may so, be wrong. I don't know. Do you think that was intentional? At that time, yeah. You do? Yeah. And Maybe the problem is is because at that time, because it was probably intentional, it's tough to get black folks and other minorities to just say, okay, Denzel and Hallie won. So, oh, no racism. You know what I mean? 
So that's that's what that so is. So now it's racist because they only win for playing stereotypically black well, roles. Is that the, what he's trying the to say? The thing is, is that you yeah. because again of the history of it, you look for certain things. You say, okay, here's what we need: we okay. need Will Smith to play Obama and to oh, win an Oscar, I'd watch and him then we can put that whole thing to rest. Well, that'd be good, right? Well, he should have won one with Ali. With Ali, he should have won for that. He didn't actually, win? no, he did not. Was he nominated? That's what was he not? I think, I think he, he was. was. I think he was nominated. That's why they're uh, they're so salted about it. Yeah, because know, they don't even show up at the Oscars. Yeah. Him and his wife. Yeah, but That's no, they, childish. Yeah, they got more money than God. Just yeah, but be the, grateful. The money, yeah. the money may not mean anything. Is that you know respect from his peers, respect well, who, from whatever may be respect. a big deal. He's got respect, but maybe and not, he got nominated. Who won that year? You but, know. But the thing is, too, is that no one can put really a limit on respect. Like if you want a certain amount of respect and you don't get that certain amount of respect, you're entitled to get what you think you deserve. Right. I mean, just because you have 60, 70, 80 million dollars, whatever, that doesn't mean that you're less you get less on anything. But else. But it's you want. a subjective thing. Sure. OK. And he got nominated. And who yeah. won? Did the person who won was it no good? I don't know. No, You'd have to probably look up Russell Crowe, somebody good as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I and love Russell Crowe. Sure. I'm sure a great actor or actress won. It's just, again, based yeah. on the history, there are red flags with my I get you. That's why. Um, okay, the dad with the daughter in Ohio. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. He uh, makes her walk, what was that, five miles to school in 36-degree weather. Yeah, that's, um, over, that's too extreme. Yeah, posts it online. You think it's over-extreme, doggy? Why? Yeah, because that's just five miles is a long way. Yeah, and especially well, in the cold. I, I, yeah, I start walking five miles just to work out, and I, my back starts hurting. <laughs> so just, and it's not that cold. You know what I'm saying? So just think a little girl like that. Like, come on. Exactly. That's just too much. That's like abuse. Oh, uh, yeah. You Maddie, can do it another way. You know. Yeah, there's. I think there's other ways to do it. Maddie, what do you think? Well, I think there's two perspectives on this. Um, first of all, putting putting it online, he's just being a dick. Mm-hmm. He's being a bit of a show off. Sure. I, he probably thinks he was going to get some award for being like the cool, tough dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think he was looking for attention there, and that's pretty silly to do with your child. Um, it seems like he's trying to teach his child how not to be a bully by bullying her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like I, I, I tell my wife. We don't want to hit our children. We don't want to spank our children until you've tried everything else. Because I don't want to teach our children that violence is the answer. Like you solve your problems with violence or you make people listen to you with violence. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same kind of thing. You don't. You can't teach your daughter that bullying is wrong by being a fucking bully. Yeah, there's so a point a to that. it's a dick move. Mm-hmm. Now as a graduate mm-hmm. of the Wim Hof Iceman <laughs> School. Ah, here we go. <laughs> it's, you know, it's... Kind of a healthy thing to do. Sure. Go out there and walk in the cold and endure the elements. And, you know, we're, we're, some of us in society are soft. You know, mm-hmm. making a child go through some challenging things is good. Yeah. Um, but not to teach the lesson he was trying to teach. I think mm-hmm. he did the opposite. Yeah. No, I think I agree with you. I think the minute you put it online, you're you're grabbing for something else. If the, if, if the goal was to discipline her and have her learn a lesson... I don't have a problem with having her walk as long as it's, you know, healthy and she's a healthy girl and that, you know, she's not going to get injured or hurt or, you know, uh, I don't know, get, uh, uh, what do you call it when they freeze? Uh, uh, frostbite. Frostbite or any of this Man, stuff. Man, you can tell you grew up in L.A. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, when it's, too, you know, when it's super cold. When we, we walked to school every day growing up about two miles and mm-hmm. it would be, you know, 
10 degrees some days. Sure. Damn. So, you, you know. You could survive you can survive that. You're okay. be fine. So, yeah, if, if that was it. I just don't like that he posted it. I think the, he was fishing for something. That's the problem. And the thing is, I think it means more when you discipline your daughter in that way if you keep it between you and her. Yes. Because it will always be something that you and her shared and she can always go back to, and it's a story later on in life that you and her will share as yeah. opposed to the time 90 million people yeah, viewed cyber it. cyberbullying her. Yeah. And like that, a, that's the Like a thing. girl. He's like, he's being like a teenage girl. That's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Punk. Punk. All right. Anyway, last story of the day <laughs> on a very interesting podcast. While trying to address a Roe v. Wade type you law. You can't just decide it's the last story. I got more. Oh, you got more stuff? Okay. I'm sorry. I but go on. <laughs> China. I, mean, I, I know you're the star of the show. I, well, but yeah, I get paid. Like, the I think same. I get a little say. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There will be other stories after this. Roe v. Wade. There's a t- uh, the people in New Hampshire were trying to address that law, and New Hampshire Republicans accidentally passed a law that, on paper, would have allowed pregnant women to kill people without any consequence. Consequence. They have since corrected the loophole, but that's what they had on paper for a while. Uh, thoughts. Hmm. Um, <laughs> say that again. Okay, so <laughs> it didn't register. Did All right. Uh. So while trying to address, and I'll read this while trying to address Roe v. Wade, a Roe v. Wade type law, New Hampshire Republicans accidentally passed a law on paper that would have allowed pregnant women to kill people without any consequence. They have since corrected the loophole. So basically, well, that's yeah. good, I guess. <laughs> They, but, it's a mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. But they were trying to do something with Roe v. Wade in terms of, I guess, when you can have an abortion or something. And in doing so, I guess the language got screwed up. And on paper, it said that pregnant women can just whenever that, they feel I mean, like it. That doesn't surprise me about government <laughs> at all that that happened. But I'm pretty sure that would not have held up in court. Yeah. Had it come to if that. They, well, you never know. Somebody, you know, pregnant hey, women. Government's well. incompetent. There's nothing new there. That That's that's what I take from that story. All right. Go ahead. What you got? Um, did you hear about <clears throat> Michael B. Jordan challenging Roy Jones Jr.? I did. Not smart. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean... If you listen to the audio, uh, it's too late for me to pull it up, but if you listen to the audio, Mm -hmm. he sounds like when they ask him, you know, are you in shape? He's like, yeah, I've been training with Rocky and Apollo. (laughs) Like, does he know these are not real people? They're fictional characters. Rocky's not real. But I don't think he was joking. I don't think he, I think he thinks he can beat up Roy Jones. I think he's crazy. Well, he's def- yeah. he's definitely crazy. No, he thinks that. there's no way. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that's where Hollywood, I think, goes too far sometimes. I think these guys play these roles. And, you know, maybe the guy who plays Black Panther really thinks he's Black Panther or something. But, no, there's no way he would last a couple. Unless he has some sort of training we're unaware of. Roy Jones was the world champion. Even yeah. it was yeah. like 10 years ago, but he yeah. still beat him. Even if Roy Jones was 70 yeah, and in a wheelchair. I'm sure. taking Roy Jones over Michael B. Jordan because he trained with Rocky. Exactly. Yeah. Rocky, that... by the way, is 70. So I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, sparred, I sparred with Rocky. <laughs> so that's how I, that's how I prepared to take on a world that, champion. You know, some of these actors, they just they're a little nutty. No, that well, you got to. I think you got to be a little nutty to act. Yeah. Basically, so I think that's what. Well, that you got to be able to disconnect from reality. Sure. If and you're going to be good. Yeah. Right? That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Anybody got so, anything else? Nico so took me back the to the street. He called me Fat Dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, he, I ain't heard that in so long. He used my government name. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Oh, man. Bouncing back after Bob Schneider. This is a great way to bounce back. But anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. We do. We put everything into it. Um, continue to comment, please. Let us know Send how you feel. Send us those parenting questions. Yes. Continue. We hope we were helpful today. Um, you know, really good time always. Uh, good hearing from you. And um, Maddie, give them our Facebook information. We are on Facebook.com. Mm-hmm. At the Dad Presents. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, same handle. Message us on Messenger, or you can email us at. I forgot. This <laughs> is perfect. Par, par for the course for the show. Uh, Doug, you have any last words? No, man. Just, you know, everybody stay black, white, you know, gay, whatever you are, just love yourself, be yourself, man. And that's it. Oh, that was beautiful, Doug. That was good. That was very good. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of your kids. Love everybody. Let's just get out of here on love. Love. We'll see you guys next time. We'll be back in a week. Black power. Thank you.